Welcome to Gab Talk, where we provide tools, tips, and techniques to help your life and business be easier, better, and faster. Thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode, which is being aired in memoriam of Mr. Ronald David Sukinik. This episode was recorded between Ron and Gabriella on Saturday, June 11th, 2022. Ron gave freely of his wisdom advice and was a great person to know. He passed away peacefully in his sleep on the evening of June 18th, 2022. Please enjoy this episode and all of the wisdom that he had to share. Hello, hello, how are you? Welcome to our next episode of Gap Talk Success Tips from Experts. And you guys, I am bringing to you today one of my friends who is a premier expert in his space. You guys are going to love hearing what my friend Ron Sukinik has to say today. Hey, Ron, how are you? It's great to be here with you, Gap. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for agreeing to let me interview you. Um, you and I met during the shutdown on the in the Zoom world, and I've learned a lot about you. And man, do you have an interesting history and background uh, that our audience is absolutely going to benefit from hearing about today. So let's start with what is your expertise, please? Well, I became a leading authority on the topic of LinkedIn business connection and relationship strategy. What makes me an expert, Gab, is I've just, I, I, I got on to LinkedIn a year after it began. So they began in May of 2003. I got on in May of 2004. From the standpoint of relationship strategy and connection, I've got books published, uh, but if that's not enough, I've been business networking for over 50 years. So I, I understand people. So I know that part of your expertise and your background is you did a ton of work with BNI and a lot of in-person networking. So when you actually came to the Zoom world, you already had this amazing background, keynote speaker, four published books that are bestsellers and all of that kind of stuff. Well, when you say my background with BNI, I, I began with as a business partner with Ivan Meisner, who obviously was the founder and the creator of BNI, but I did it back in 1988. We were known as the network in California. We yeah. didn't become the BNIs until the mid 90s. So, so that's uh, you know. So I was there at the very very beginning. In fact, when Ivan wanted to franchise, he sent me the franchise agreement to see what I thought about it. But again, uh, you know, look, Gab, in life and in business, we have to make more good decisions than bad. You know, I, I started to network. I was in the music business for 17 years in Los Angeles. Yeah. I recognized early that uh, I was better together with people. And I, and, and I, it just made sense, you know, desire for success hasn't changed. What's changing is how we get there. Exactly. That is, that is such an incredible statement that you just said right there. If, 
my audience gets nothing more from everything else we're going to talk about today. That is absolute gold. Well, thank you. If I think about all the success, Gab, that I've, I've ever had, it's always been through the help of people. You know, another thing, and I, I didn't mention it, but you know, I'm one of 25 national speakers for the Office of the Secretary of Defense. Mm -hmm. I speak a lot before, during, and after deployments. I, I'm a Vietnam vet, and I'm also, what else am I? I, I retire from the Army Reserve. So, uh, you know, the good news is I, I got smart. I realized I was better together. I love that. So we've already kind of been talking about your background. Will you give us a little bit more about your background that got you to this expertise that you have today? Well, uh, you know, if you go back to LinkedIn in 2004, it just seemed like the place to be. It was a free platform with a business mindset. So, you know, was that an influence on me? Do I get a lot of business from LinkedIn? The answer is yes. Uh, and, and then, of course, from the standpoint of influence, uh, many, many of you listening today, is, uh, you may have heard of the name Michael Gerber, wrote the book, The E-Myth. Well, he's moved millions and millions of books. And I've learned a lot from Michael. And an and idea of something I've learned from Michael is that when you have a business and you have a system that you put in place, it becomes predictable and reliable. And, and that's, and, and so, so his whole concept was why work in the business when you can literally get a business to go to work for you. And so I worked with Michael for about five years, uh, produced a radio show for Michael. And um, it's amazing what takes place when you bring the right group of people together. Mm -hmm. I've learned that from business networking. It's just amazing. Uh, business leaders, you, you got to admire the people that have, Steve Jobs was great. And, and I'll tell you something I learned from Steve Jobs. He's got a video for a minute and 47 seconds on YouTube. It's called Failure. Go find that video because he says he's never had anybody ever turn him down when he asked for help. So don't hesitate to ask for help. Don't hesitate to surround yourself with people that have been there, done that, know how to get it done and what to do next. That's incredible. So before we started the interview, you and I were talking and you mentioned that you were going to talk about Michael Gerber and the E-Myth and that it was a major inspiration on you, you in your life and your business. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, can I, can I bring up a second book? Yeah. Because there's a lot of books. Yeah, there's about 150,000 books being published every year. Yeah. But I, I, I was on an airplane going from Los Angeles to New York. And I fell asleep. I woke up and there was a book. It was called The Master Key System. It was at my head. Somebody left it there for me. I have no idea who did. But here's what it is. It's, his name is Charles Hannell, H-A-N-N-E-L-L. Um, he wrote it, I think, about 1912. And he breaks down the world and life into 26 different parts. But the real premise of 
The intention of the book is to let people know that you got to be before you can do. You do to the extent of who you are and who you are is based predominantly on how you think. Mm -hmm. So the key to power, success, accomplishment is method of thinking. See, thinking is a high level activity. When I speak, when I train, just like you, Gab, um, you got to get people thinking. Yeah. You know, you go to a networking event and you meet them, you shake hands, you pass business cards. You got to get them thinking. They're either thinking or they're not thinking. Thinking creates impact at the point of interaction. So that's another book, 20, Master Key System. Um, Michael Gerber is just a, he's just a very forceful $50,000 speaker. Uh, at least that's what he was. He's in his 80s now. Oh, wow. So he's kind of slowed down a little bit, but he's still with us. Charles Hannell is not. Uh, but there's many books. Many books. And uh, so, so those are two books that were highly inspirational to you. But the other thing you're telling us is go read. Go read? Yeah. 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 Oh, there's no substitute for facts, information, and knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge gives us strength. I, I don't, it's not like I read a lot, but what I do is I scan a lot of books. Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in the idea. What do they tell me? You know, when I think about it, uh, there's all kinds of books. I was going to find one. Uh, escaping economic slavery, talking about a shared economy. Uh, you, you know how it is with, with certain things, you buy things and then you get a percentage of it back. Yeah. Like Rakuten does that. Um, but there's a lot of powerful messages that are out there. And it, it positions you as a, if you're writing it, as a leading authority on a topic. Right. I doubled my speaking fees when I wrote my first book. Wow. Incredible. So a lot of the people that are our audience listening to these episodes, they are pivoting or changing in their career. We have a segment of our audience that is younger um, coming into uh, the world and finding their way. If you could go back and talk to your younger self or if you're speaking to these folks, is there one piece of advice that you would give? Look, you got to surround yourself with people that have been there, done that. You, you, everybody wants to be around winners and, and people that support you in your work. So my one tip is build a network of key contacts. Surround yourself with a lot of great people that are smarter than you. I, I love people that are smarter than me. And I learned from that. Absolutely. I, I believe... I don't even remember how old I was when I heard this in my 20s, I want to say, I heard someone say that every person out there is smarter than you in at least one thing. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. And you can learn from that one person. Yeah, for sure. That one thing. Absolutely. So if I were to ask you for advice or tips that I could take action on right now and go do to improve my presence, my skill, my expertise, what would you tell me to go do right now? 
Well, I, I would tell you to go to YouTube and dig up a video that relates, is relevant to what you want to learn about. Uh, I would tell you to go to uh, TED Talks and, you know, get, get lifted up a little bit from, from great speeches. I would suggest joining business networks. You know, there are business networks that work. So uh, you get better connected to people. Again, I mentioned it earlier, Gab, I, I, all, the, all the success I've ever had has always been through the help of people. And be a giver. You know, if I help you, Gab, it, it makes it easier for you to want to help me. And, and if we help one another, we both do better as a result. It doesn't get much better. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, I've got another tip. Uh, can I offer another tip? Please do. I, I find that a large percentage of our population will trust you up until the point you prove you're not trustworthy, or they don't trust you until you prove you're trustworthy. I define trust as a core value of mine. So it has nothing to do with how anybody else behaves. I evoke trust and I get more people attracted to me and what I do. Yeah. That's another tip that has helped me a whole lot of my background. Yeah. I would like to go back to something we touched on earlier, because I know you have a lot of experience with this and can shed some really great information on this topic, because I talk about it all the time. I would love to hear from you what being a giver first looks like. Well, being a pure giver is somebody that gives without expectation of any anything in return. I always give. When, when I'm on a one-to-one -one call with people, before I hang up, I say, would you like any helpful tips regarding your LinkedIn profile? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not I, I don't need them to buy anything from me. I, I'm just here on this earth to help people. So giving without expectation is... You know, the whole B&I movement really began that whole giver's gain philosophy. Right. And, and you're right. Uh, the gift is always in the giving. Uh, you, you know, I had a friend of mine when I moved to Indianapolis, where I'm based out of, give me two tickets to the Indianapolis 500. And I always remember a quote from years ago that you always receive without forgetting. It's so funny. The guy that gave me the tickets doesn't remember he gave me the tickets. So you give without any expectation. You give to further the support and needs of others. So I hope that answers your question. It does largely. And to really kind of bring it around in the business context, like I said, I built my business because other people gave out my name, but it took months and months for that to happen. And when I started I understood going out and shaking every person's hands. Can I do the work for you? Wasn't going to build me a bit. It was going to take forever to build me a business. I got really lucky that the first two clients were people that I had already known and said, we would love to have you come in. And I had 25 hours a week worth of work right out the bat. But as I grew the business, I needed to find ways to grow it. And I understood if I give and I don't expect people to reciprocate, but I know that they keep hearing my name and hearing my name and hearing my name, the universe would reciprocate, then I would be able to build a successful business and I did. So 
I'm going to share with you something that I used to do. And I didn't understand the concept of a USP, unique selling proposition for years. And this wasn't even done to be a unique selling proposition. It was just something I did that was kind of unique to me. Um, I was known when I would be having conversations with people and they would say, I need to talk to somebody who does whatever. And when we were all back in person in rooms of people, I would dig in my purse and I would pull out a stack of business cards that belonged to other people. And I had anywhere from 15 to 40 other people's business cards in my wallet at any given time that I would literally start thumbing through and pull out and hand people other people's business cards. Or when we were down to only one or it kind of became a thing, people would take a picture of it on their phone and take it away with them. And then they would call the person and say, oh, Gabriella told me to call you. She gave me your card. Yeah, you know, I used to have something like that. I had a three ring binder with uh, 500 plastic slots that you can put the cards in. I had the ability to sit down with anybody, Gab, at the time. And, you know, it's it, just being there is never enough. Right. It's, that's not how you pass good business. But your idea of what you did was great. And I didn't even start doing it because of any re reciprocation uh, initially. But when I would do it, people would see it and they'd be like, oh, can you take my cards and add them to your stack? Um, literally, people would ask me to do that. And like I said, I didn't expect the person to turn around and, and give out my name. I knew the universe would reciprocate and it did. Yeah. So I love that you teach that with, and spent a lifetime doing those very things and teaching those very things as well with your coaching practice. Yeah, no, I, I love a lot of people. It's, look, networking is awkward and hit and miss. Yeah. It's always situational and it's never about us. It's always about them. I, I learned that early on. Yeah. I, I learned that people didn't really care who I was and what I did. They were more interested in who they were and what, what they did. Ron, thank you so much for letting me interview you today. You are such a wealth of knowledge and giver of information. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you as always. And I love what you're doing. And thank you. I, I, just, I just have to give you kudos on your smile. Oh, thank you. All right, you guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We hope you got value today. We want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to our contributors. Please make sure you click the subscribe button below and don't forget to click the bell up above to get reminders when we add new content.